Hi everyone, this is Kelsey and welcome back to 31 Days of Spooky Movies. And today we are going to do The Evil Dead from 2013. So it's the remake. I just want to give a disclaimer for this episode that I am recording from my boat. So there is definitely a bit more background noise than usual. Although, you know, the audio is not ideal at the best of times. The original Evil Dead is from 1981. It's a film by Sam Raimi. So this one is um, a remake or it's like a reimagining of the original. It was produced by Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell is the guy who plays Ash in the in the original. He's the main character. He's um, also in um, some of the sequels as well as um, like a TV show from a few years ago called, uh, I think it's just Ash, Ash vs. the Evil Dead. So there's a whole like Evil Dead universe. And this is, um, this movie from 2013 is the fourth installment. If you've seen any of the originals, you know they're more of a horror comedy. There's quite a bit of um, uh, comedy elements in the originals, but this one is definitely more just pure horror. It's quite dark compared to the other ones. Um, and like I said, it's a remake, so the plot is pretty pretty similar. A uh, group of friends go to a cabin. There is a brother and sister, um, but there is some gender reversal here. So um, our main character ends up being um, a woman. So our Ash of this movie is a woman. We open and we're in a foggy forest. We see a woman limping along and she's like literally dripping blood. Um, we see someone quickly run by and there's a music cue, um, like a sound cue. So um, like kind of our first jump scare. Then we see someone just standing in the fog. She sees him too. So she tries to walk away or tr like tries to walk faster, hides behind a tree. Um, she's looking over her left shoulder and then we see behind her there's a guy and he puts a bag over her head and he yells we caught the bitch and then another guy comes and hits her on the head with the bed of with the butt of his gun um she wakes up and we can see we're seeing her perspective her through uh, her eyes and she still has like a burlap sack over her head so we're seeing through the sack and she's like please don't hurt me who are you people and then a, an old woman says in a different language, we see subtitles that say, don't be afraid, little girl. Um, only the evil book can undo what the evil book did. And she's just like, please, I want to go home. Um, someone pulls the bag um, off her head, like really fast. And then there it's a man. They're staring at each other. And she says, daddy, why are you doing this to me? Who are these people? He says, they're here to help. She says, um, where's mommy? And he says, you know where she is, baby. She's dead. You killed her. And she's like, no, daddy, please. I just want to go home. Um, and then the woman says it's the only way to save her soul. And he starts like pouring something over her head and apologizing. And she's like, daddy, please. It's me. Look me in the eye. He strikes a match. And then she says, I will rip out your soul, daddy. Which is actually great because up until this point, the movie was like, kind of like really horrific and we were like really scared for this young woman and why is her dad tying her up and it was really freaky so kind of to see that she actually was evil was like almost a relief so he strikes the match and after she says that he he puts he throws the match on her um and she starts burning and she turns into at this point she turns into like the evil dead zombie version of herself which is what happens throughout the movie so she just kind of looks like a ghoul and she's screaming and she's on fire um 
And then he pulls out a shotgun and he shoots her right in the head and he says, I love you, baby. And then we get um, loud music and it says Evil Dead across the screen. So we go to filming over the trees, um, hel nice helicopter shot. We're seeing a car driving, they're kind of driving through uh, like backwoods, back roads through forests. Um, there's creeks, there's rivers. And then we pull up to a very decrepit cabin. And I'm pretty sure it's like a cabin, like perfectly based off the original as well. So um, just a small, tiny bungalow, very decrepit. And then we see our characters, we see um, Olivia, who is a nurse, we see David, we see his girlfriend Natalie, um, we see their friend Eric, and finally we see Mia, and Mia is David's sister. And she says, well, I'll be damned, you actually came. And he says, I'm your big brother, of course I came. Um, so let me see the dog, he brought a dog, and the dog's name's Grandpa, and it's the cutest name for a dog, but, um, yeah, Grandpa doesn't have a good end, I, I'll keep you posted about that. Um, and they're like, we've always loved this place, haven't we? And, um, so they've got like a lot of nostalgia going on. He gives her a black beaded necklace with a black beaded pendant on it. And he says that it's buckthorn tree and it's supposed to make your will stronger. And she says, I thought you didn't believe in that stuff. And he says, I don't, but you do. Um, and she said, okay, let's do it. And she said, promise you'll stay with me until the end. And he's like, I'm not going anywhere. She's like, cross your heart. He said, okay, and hope to die. So we see them all gathered around a stone well. And she says, um, may my friends and family witness this act of irrevocable, of an irrevocable promise of my commitment. Oh, fuck it. I promise to never touch this stuff ever again. So the premise of what's going on is she wants to quit heroin. So this is like her detoxing. So she dumps... A powder in the well like in the frigging well so I'm really hoping that they're not like this isn't their drinking source um, and then she says okay cold turkey so they go to unlock the cabin but the lock has been broken and the door is open and it looks like someone has kind of probably broken in and right away Mia's like what is that smell um, she's like looking around the house. I think she might be in what would have been her old bedroom. We see photos of all the friends hanging out, like this this group of friends. Um, and we see her and her brother and then one with um, the two siblings and their mom. Um, David comes in. Mia's like, do you remember that lullaby that mom used to sing to us? And he's like, I don't think you need sad memories in your head right now. Um, and then we learned that the mom was like dying of Alzheimer's in a hospital and like David never came ever. Mia's like, one day she called me David the whole day and I just let her um, and I had to lie to her every time and like say that you were coming and you never did. And she doesn't seem mad, she just seems more sad. And she's like, you're lucky that you didn't get to see her the way I did. It's very, it's a really sad moment. We cut to the front porch and Olivia says to David, there's something you need to know. We already tried this last spring. Um, Mia made the same promises, the same vows, and she put her dope in the toilet, um, but she only lasted eight hours and then she quit. So Olivia says, we're not taking any chances this time. When she breaks, and believe me, she will, we're not going to let her leave. Um, David's like, you want to force her to stay here? Mia, like, that, like you think that's going to work? And Olivia's like, she won't survive another OD. And David's like, she OD'd? Like, 
And then Eric's like, not only did she overdose, your sister was pronounced legally dead. David didn't know any of this. Um, but he still says, like, if she asked me to go home at some point, I, I will take her home. It's nighttime now and Mia is like screaming. She's absolutely freaking out. She's screaming, what's that fucking smell? She's like breaking things. She's looking really ill. Um, and the way Mia looks is she's got like dark, almost black hair and quite a pale complexion like to begin with so as things go on like she's starting to get so much more pale like bags under her eyes she's looking quite ill already um olivia gives her a shot of something in her hand olivia is a nurse like i said so um she's really trying to take care of her she's kind of the one in charge um but Mia's like there's something dead and it reeks um but natalie who's david's girlfriend is like there's no smell and she's just trying to be nice um, we see the dog is digging out a rug in the living room. So they move the rug and we see a door in the wall that, um, sorry, a door in the floor, um, that leads to a cellar and there's a huge smear of blood like leading to it that like, it looks like someone was dragged. Um, then it, um, sorry, they open it and the smell gets even worse. So David and Eric go downstairs. They find we're in a cellar they find another door they go through it and the smell is even worse they're like coughing um they turn the light on and we see like so many like 15 maybe 20 like hanging dead cats um eric says that it smells like burnt hair and one of them asks like what is this and the other one replies i don't know like witchcraft maybe and we see the post that the girl was tied up on from the beginning and it's burned and then we see a book well we assume it's a book it's something wrapped up but um it's implied that it's a book um back upstairs they're like is this voodoo and they're like no voodoo is something different um and Mia's like you shouldn't have touched anything in that basement um we cut to the next day it's really rainy it's kind of rainy all weekend and Mia's just outside in like a sundress walking in circles in the rain we see Eric inside, we hear whispering all around him, and then we see that he's sitting at a desk with the um, wrapped up book in front of him. So it's covered in barbed wire on the outside, so he has some snips and he cuts it open, and then there's like a black garbage bag covering it, and he rips it open, and we can see that the book is clearly stitched together skin, like human or otherwise. Um, he opens it and it says on the front, Naturo de Monto, which is um, also what it's called in the, in the original, I believe. And it's just the, I think that's Latin um, for, the, like, it's like the Egyptian Book of the Dead is, is, is what we learn. I think I learned that on Wikipedia, though. Um, there's, like, sprawl, like, it's in another language, but there's English phrases throughout it. And it says, leave this book alone. He's watching. Um, he's turning a page and he gets a paper cut and he bleeds um, onto the book and there's like a pentagram type symbol and the words, um, don't say it, don't write it, don't hear it. They open the door to him. So he's not getting any hints here. So he takes a piece of paper and a pencil and he puts the paper on top of the book and does like, um, like an etching or like a shading with the pencil so that we can see the words that are imprinted on the page. So first we see the word um, kunda, and then as he says it, um, so sorry, he shades it, we see the word, and then he says it out loud. Um, and as he says it, then we see a POV, like a, a point of view of 
just running really, really fast through the forest, um, which is so much from the original as well. Um, that's a huge part in the original. Um, so he goes to the next word. Um, we see it, and then he says, um, Estrada. More, uh, we see more running through the word through the woods. The next word, um, Montose. And then the final word, Kanda. And um, then we see the POV runs right into Mia, and she throws up. Um, then she sees someone standing in the woods who starts whispering her name. Mia runs into the house and she's like very frantic. She's like, I'm sorry. I have to get out of here. I have to get out of here right now. Um, she's trying to find the keys. She's like, I'm losing my mind. I feel like I'm going insane here. Um, I, she's like, I will do this. I promise. I just can't do it here. Um, and then Olivia's like, we decided we're not going to take you back. Um, we won't lose you again. And Mia's like, David, take me home. Um, and he just is not saying anything. And she's like, you're supposed to support me, not them. And she's like to think for once in my life, I thought I could count on you. Um, then she's, she's kind of screaming and she walks by a table and casually grabs the car keys and goes to her room and slams the door. Eric follows her and he sees that her window is open and she's not there. So, um, she, then we cut to her driving away in the car. She's like screaming. She's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. What the fuck am I doing? Um, like she's regretting it immediately. But then we see a woman standing in the middle of the road. She's got blood coming out of her chest and she's screaming. So Mia swerves and she ends up going off the road and into like a small marsh. Um, she comes to, she kind of got knocked out. She's really dazed. The car won't start and the floor is like filling up with water. When she opens up the door, she has to swim. Like she's in the water pretty deeply. Um, we see that POV of running through the forest again. Um, she gets to land and she can hear her friends and her brother calling to her. Um, so, and, um, she turns behind her to look at them and someone like someone pops out of the mud. They're covered in mud. Like it's as if they were laying down and then they sat up. I truly screamed. It was so scary and so unexpected. Um, so Mia runs. She also is very scared. Um, she trips. She ends up in a really sharp, viney, thorny bush. Um, she's crawling through it. At one point, um, her arm gets grabbed by a vine. There's a vine around her wrist. She trips and then a vine is around her neck and it starts to like really strangle her. She can't breathe at all. Um, she's reaching out. There's more branches. Um, it's tightening around her neck. And then we hear her name being called and we see the woman from the road. And she opens her mouth and this like black vine as well, like comes out. It's like slimy, it comes out of her mouth and it starts crawling towards Mia and then it starts crawling up her leg. And then unfortunately it does go up inside her um, and she screams. Um, so that's also from the original where um, Ash is the main guy and it's also his sister, although she does not have an addiction that's not the reason why they're there but she also has a moment in the forest where she gets like sexually assaulted by a tree it's very brutal olivia and david find mia just by a tree um underneath a tree kind of near the cabin so they take her inside olivia's well everyone's concerned but olivia's like she's talking about a woman in the woods how the forest attacked her um, and David's like, oh no, sorry, it's Natalie. She's like, we should take her to the hospital. And Olivia's like, I'm giving her the same treatment as a hospital would. Um, and she's like, she probably just ran into a thorn bush and she probably did it on purpose. Like from now on, she's going to do whatever it takes to get out of here. So yeah, like the more she talks about things, the more crazy they think she is. So we're back in her room and she's so traumatized. She's talking to David and she's like, you have 
to get me out of here. And she's like, there was something in the woods. I think it's here with us now. Um, David doesn't believe her at all. And he says, it's all in your head. Just try to get it together, which is so, so rude. So he leaves. And then we hear sounds like all around the room. And we zoom into a mirror. And there's a ghost woman like crouching down. She opens her mouth and just like blood starts pouring out of it. We cut immediately to a drawn image of pretty much the same figure like crouched in the same position um, because Eric's looking at the book. So he turns the page and we see another drawn image and it's of a woman being held like her arms and her legs by vines in a similar way that we just saw uh, with Mia. So um, we're cutting to the basement and I'm going to say trigger warning um, for cats being dead and for a dog being dead so you can skip ahead 30 seconds or so if you'd like um so in the basement um we see david he's cutting down the dead cats and putting them in bags and taking them outside he then calls to grandpa and we see um a trail of blood leading outside so he's following it and he looks into kind of like a hole or like a tunnel and we see grandpa give a little cry um, and then David goes back into, I don't, I don't know if it's the basement or, um, it might be a shed, but, um, he can tell that grandpa is underneath the floor. So he goes there and he's able to, um, like actually see grandpa and pick him up from, from that hole and bring him out. And there's blood all over him and he dies. Um, and he, he like looks over and he sees a bloody hammer on the floor. And at that moment, we get a flash of, and it's not, it's not real, but it's just a flash of Mia, like covered in blood. There's like blood spraying in her face and she's just like smashing the hammer just down onto something over and over and over again. And it's like a really quick flash, um, but it, it's not necessarily true. I think it's just like what David was imagining. It was, it's horrific. We then see Mia just standing in the shower with all her clothes on and she's kind of like, twitching like her head is kind of twitching from side to side and her arms are twitching and then she turns up the temperature of the shower all the way up to hot so david comes in the house and he clearly thinks that mia killed grandpa so he's trying to get into the bathroom he's like knocking the door knocking on the door banging on the door um olivia's like like chill out she's having a shower um and then because mia has turned up the water all the way um they've like they are able to break into the bathroom and then we see her and the skin on her face is like blistering and like popping um just like an immediate blister like immediately bad um then we quickly cut to a speeding car and mia is david is driving and mia is like foaming at the mouth um back in the house we see eric looking at the book and we see an image of a woman um pouring boiling water over her head and um there's like writing red writing that says hot water over the body David and Mia are in the car. Um, he comes to a stop, gets out of the car, and we see that the road is completely flooded out. Like, it would be impossible for them to cross. We kind of, the camera cuts back, and we're looking at Mia in the car, and her mouth is, like, covered in blood, and there's hair on her face, um, and her skin looks like crap, and then she gives, like, a little tiny smile. And um, then back at the cabin, Olivia is really upset. Um, like, she's, like 
pretty panicked about how bad things are. Um, and David and Mia are back now. So um, Olivia says that she gave her a sedative and then that she should be out for a couple of hours. And then she says that um, the burns are like second and third degree burns like all over her body. Just then we see Mia walking into the living room. Um, she's twitching a lot, like her head keeps twitching side to side. Um, her eyes are looking really wide and her, um, her arms are twitching and she's got a shotgun. Um, she slowly lifts it towards David and he's like, put the fucking gun down and she shoots him in the shoulder. And he gets kind of like blasted away. Um, then the door bursts open from the wind and Mia screams really loud. And like, there's just like shit getting blown all around the room. Um, we hear her say, we will take you one by one. And then like in this demon voice, Mia's like, you're all going to die tonight. And then she collapses. Um, David's like, get the gun, Olivia, before, like before she gets it again. So Olivia goes to grab it, but then Mia puts her hand on top of her. And she pins Olivia down and then she vomits so much blood right into um, Olivia's face. And it's just like getting in her mouth, getting in her eyes, just so much blood. And then Olivia pushes her off of her and the cellar door was open. So she like pushes her into the cellar and Eric closes the door. And then Mia's like banging on it. It's like so, so hard. Then she stops, but we hear other sounds like other banging. And they think it's like the sound of her throwing herself like against the wall and Olivia says that she gave her enough sedative to put a horse asleep. And then that's when Eric, um, like, says to David that he's scared that this has to do with the witchcraft in the basement. Or, like, obviously, like, I said weird shit from a book. Like, you, everyone knows you should not read things out loud from a book. Even though I did read them out loud. But it wasn't from a book. It was from a movie. We then see Olivia. She's washing her face in the bathroom. She opens the medicine cabinet um, and it slowly starts to close. And then when we see her reflection, she's just got like this big bloody smile on her face. And then the mirror shatters. Then we see the book in the other room flips open to a page of another image drawn. And it's of a woman with a knife in one hand. And then her face is just like a skeleton. So Olivia goes to leave um, the bathroom, but then the door closes and she drops whatever's in her hands um, and her head starts twitching and then she pees herself. Um, a little bit after that, Eric goes to check on Olivia um, and we hear a bunch of glass breaking and he's just trying to check on her. Um, Olivia, are you okay? He opens the door and we hear like this really gross mushy sound, I guess, um, and like sawing almost. Um, he turns on the lights. Um, they don't really work. They're kind of flashing on, off, on, off. Um, and then we see her hand, like we kind of see her crouch down. We see her back and we can see her hand like going back and forth, like making a sawing motion. Um, oh yeah, she's actually like crouched in the bathtub. And then we see her, um, she turns her head to Eric and she's like cutting into her cheek. Um, he turns around cause he's scared and he actually ends up slipping on a piece of her flesh. Um, and when he does it, he like hits his back on the toilet. So he's like quite injured. He can't really get up. Um, the door closes. Olivia comes up to him and stabs him like in the chest with a pretty big piece of glass. And then she has, um, a needle, like from what she's been giving, um, Mia her sedative with and she just starts stabbing Eric in the face and eyes and he's got like glasses so his glasses are breaking um it's just all like in the face and in his eyes and it's so horrible um he pushes her off him and she hits her head on the toilet and kind of bounces off and then hits her head again on like the bathtub 
and then we see Eric slowly like pull a piece of of like the needle like the syringe out from underneath his eye it's horrible um and then we see Olivia she's still dead or sorry she's not dead but she is dead she's still moving um and she's still like she's kind of got like this again like an evil dead zombie face and she goes after him but he takes a part of the broken um like back of the toilet and like bashes her head so she is um like definitely gone now David is tending to Eric puts duct tape over his chest wound Eric says the thing that he killed was not Olivia and that he um like he says he read a passage out of the book and he released something evil so uh David sends Natalie to get some water and sugar sugar water is actually um what she's getting um as per David so she's at the sink and she hears like the front door burst open oh no sorry she just hears a door burst open and she goes and looks and it's the cellar um and that's still where Mia is and then we hear just like giggling from like all around the house and we hear in Mia's normal voice she's just like Natalie and she's like crying she's like what am I doing down here my leg hurts um so Natalie goes to the cellar and we see that Mia's just like sitting at the bottom of the stairs we see the back of her like again she's got like long black hair and I think she's wearing kind of like a white nightie so she looks super creepy Natalie then starts to go down the stairs um it's horrible and creepy um and she's telling Mia like something terrible happened we have to get out of here um and then Mia's voice changes and she's like he's not gonna let you leave until he has you um, so Natalie goes to run up the stairs, but the last stair breaks and she falls through. So she's like dangling on the edge. Um, lots of tension. She pulls herself out, but right as she's almost out, Mia grabs her, grabs her leg, um, and suddenly pulls her completely into the cellar. Um, she comes to, she's in the cellar and we see Mia and she's got very much like her evil dead face. Um, and she's like slowly crawling up, uh, Natalie's leg. And I think she's like licking like the inside of her leg it's really gross um and Mia's like like in a demon voice like I can smell your filthy soul and then she bites Natalie's hand um Natalie has like an exacto knife as a weapon so she's like putting it in front of her to try and get Mia to go to go away and then the most horrible thing happens um evil dead Mia takes the exacto knife like opens it up all the way and licks it from like bottom up and just like splits her tongue in half it's fucking horrible and then she says kiss me you dirty cunt and she kisses natalie like she's like full-on puts her mouth right up to her mouth there's blood everywhere just then we see david um at the top of the cellar he's here to save natalie mia says um come down here so i can suck your cock pretty boy which is um, very much a line from the original. So that's why it's in here. Um, then we see David using like the nail gun and um, like chains to lock the cellar door um, completely. So everyone's, everyone's upstairs except for Mia and she's locked in the cellar. Um, then we see Eric, he's trying to burn the book, but it obviously does not, not burn at all. He says that um, the book has ancient, like it's an ancient alphabet and there's some translations that says, um, a taker of souls, a demon. It says he feasts, um, once he feasts on five souls, the sky will bleed again and the abomination will rise from hell. 
cut to Natalie in the kitchen. She's like tending to her bite. She's trying to rinse it off. It's really bloody. It's a really brutal bright bite like um, on her hand, like in that soft spot between your thumb and your index finger. So she's rinsing it off and she's kind of like squeezing black ooze out of the wound. It's really, really gross. Um, and then Eric says, like, I think if we're going to help Mia, we have to kill her. Um, David is in denial, which is still fair, totally fair. And he's like, no, maybe the cats in the basement had a disease and she threw it up onto Olivia when she like, what, or she gave it to Olivia when she threw up on her. So he's like, not into the whole having to kill his sister thing. Okay. Back to Natalie in the kitchen. The wound on her hand is like spreading. Like it was just a little part of her hand and now it's her whole hand. Um, and her arm and her hand start twitching uncontrollably and her whole body is like seizing almost. And we see Mia like kind of like somehow she's able to like push the cellar door open a little bit and we just see her head um, like and she's watching. Um, then we see um, like an electric knife and Mia's like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And um, uh, Natalie starts to cut her friggin arm off at the bicep with this electric knife and Mia's like no don't do it don't do it because obviously she wants um like whatever it is to spread and but Natalie keeps doing it and there's so much blood and then you see it and then like the like the bone snaps and she screams and um then the boys like run into the kitchen Mia or sorry Natalie stands up and her arm like slops off onto the floor and then we just hear Mia like giggling manically the guys duct tape up natalie's arm and so far she's not possessed so it did seem to work um turn they turn back to the book and eric says the possessed must be cleansed um they can be purified in one of three ways a live burial bodily dismemberment dismemberment or purification by fire and david's like so if i kill my sister she'll be at peace and eric's like i don't know of course i don't know it's not a science book um, and David's like, our mom died in the, in a mental hospital. She was deranged, crazy. And I always worried that Mia would end up like her. And then Eric's like, you're just a fucking coward. You know what needs to be done and you can't do it. And it's like, yeah, you're a coward because you can't kill your sister. Like, come on. As they're arguing, we see behind them that Natalie is like coming up, um, walking up behind them and she's shooting herself in the face with a nail gun. Um, then she goes up to Eric and Eric like tries to shield his face and he gets shot so many times, um, in the forearm. Um, the boys start like trying to hide and Eric is backed into a corner and she shoots him so many times with a nail gun. Um, David ends up tackling her and she loses the gun. Um, and she's like on the ground for a while. And then we just like see the guys like pulling out, um, nails from like their various body parts. It's super gross. Um, then we see that Natalie is gone. But a second later, we see her come up behind David and she's got a crowbar and she starts to hit him and she's hitting him so hard and she only has one arm. So it's like honestly incredible the amount of strength she has behind this, um, behind like her hitting him. But um, Eric has the nail gun. So he starts shooting her um, and then she turns to Eric and starts walking towards him and she's like, stop. And he's like shooting her. Um, but then he runs out of nail guns. So he puts up his hand. Um, and she wrecks his hand with the crowbar. She just like smashes it. Um, like his fingers are all bent. Some of them are missing. Um, and she starts hitting him in the head with the crowbar. 
like really hard and she raises it up to do one final blow and then her arm like gets shot off by David. It just gets completely blasted off. So he takes a moment to reload and Natalie turns around and one arm is gone at the bicep and the other one is gone below the elbow. And she's absolutely covered in blood and she's just like talking in her normal voice and she's like, why are you hurting me? Um, she like drops to her knees and she's like, my face hurts. Why does my face hurt? And she has so many nails in it. Um, and she like puts her head on his lap and then Eric starts laughing, but I don't think that he's possessed at this point. Um, I think he's just a bit of a dick. Next, we just see David carrying Eric outside and Eric says he doesn't want to become the devil's bitch. And then, um, David tells him that he's going to do what he's got to do. So next we see David pouring gasoline all over the living room and he goes to the cellar door and he pours a whole bunch of gasoline on the cellar and he grabs a lighter and he says, I'm sorry, Mia, I love you. And then we hear her starting to sing a lullaby that presumably their mother used to sing. And she's saying, singing it in her normal voice. Then David looks at a photo of him, Mia and their mom. And he's like, I can't do this. So next, cut to the garage. Um, we see him, like, putting together some sort of contraption. It's like um, a montage of putting all sorts of mechanical things together. Um, again, it's very reminiscent of the first one because we see him, um, like, we see the chainsaw. So that's uh, that's that was uh, Ash's weapon of choice in the original. So it's kind of exciting anytime you see the chainsaw in these um, Evil Dead movies. We go down to the cellar with David. He's got a flashlight. He's looking for Mia. We can hear a crash behind him and like moving all around him. We can't see Mia anywhere. We see that David has a needle, like a syringe to tranquilize her. Tranquilize her. Um, and then he enters the room. I think it's the room where all the cats were, but now it's got like a foot of water just to like add to the creep level. Um, he turns around and then she's running at him and her face is so, like she looks like a zombie at this point completely, very evil dead face. Um, she slices his arm and she just keeps screaming and she's running at him. She's like throwing him at the wall and then she starts to drown him and he's like really almost gone, but we see something grab her off of him and it's Eric, but he gets stabbed again. Um, and then David is able to take the syringe and inject Mia with it, but, um, we think that this is Eric, like, he's actually dying this time. He's had a lot of things happen to him, but this time, it's for real. Outside, we see David put a plastic bag over Mia's head, and we see that she is in, um, like a grave, like a dug grave, and he starts to put dirt on top of her. She wakes up and she's like, David, I can't move. I can't breathe, David, help me. And she's got her normal voice and he's like, you're not her. Um, and she stops talking like that and she just like blinks at him and she's like, why do you hate me, David? Um, and he's ignoring her and she's like, mother hates you now. Um, and she waits for you in hell. And then he buries her completely. Like he puts dirt over her face and she's completely buried. Um, then we see him digging her up and he uses the contraption that he built to shock her awake. It's like two needles um, and then some electricity. So um, he tries it once, twice, and a third time. And then the fourth time, he can't charge it up anymore. So the battery is dead. Um, after that, he takes the bag off her face and her. she looks normal. It's not an evil dead face anymore. And he's like, okay, you're at peace now. Um, his flashlight goes out. And he puts the blanket over her face and body, and he walks away. 
And then we hear David and she's just standing there right behind him and he runs and hugs her. Um, she's looking normal, not great, but normal. And she's like, it was horrible. It's all over now. And she's, um, yeah, she's just back to normal. So he goes inside to get the car keys. And while he's looking at a family, the family photo of the three of them, we see like an evil dead face behind him. And then he gets stabbed in the neck and it's the evil dead version of Eric. So Eric has come back. Um, David's in really bad shape and Eric's just like standing there staring at him. He looks so creepy. Um, Mia runs in, but she te he tells her to like go without him. She's like, no, I'm not going without you. Eric's coming towards them. Um, and then he's like, okay, let's go. And then as soon as he has her, like as soon as Mia's outside, um, David closes the door and locks it so that she's outside safely and he's stuck inside with Eric and he's approaching and Eric's all twitchy. Um, but David has the shotgun. Eric says he's coming and then David shoots the gas can and then the entire inside of the cabin explodes into flames. Outside we see Mia bend down to pick up the necklace that David gave her and then like a drop of something falls from the sky and we see that it's beginning to rain blood. So it starts to like pour blood and it looks really good like it doesn't look like watered down redness like it looks like it's raining blood. Um, and just then a hand comes out of the ground and it grabs Mia's hand. Um, and then the body starts crawling out of the ground. And we flip to the book and the book opens to an image of showing the same thing of a body crawling out of the ground. So Mia gets into a car. Um, she's absolutely covered in blood. The windows are covered in blood. And then the thing that was crawling out of the ground breaks through the window and like touches Mia's leg and it burns her. And then Mia crawls out. Um, crawls out of the car and she goes into the tunnel the same tunnel that um, poor grandpa died in and she's able to get into the shed so crawl up into the shed and then she sees the chainsaw so now she's going to use the chainsaw um, she's pulling it and she's pulling in it um, pulling at it but it doesn't start we see the evil dead woman like crawling up from the floor it's really terrifying um, Mia's like hiding behind some shelving this woman though um, like has a huge machete and she starts stabbing it through the wall um, she gets Mia in the knee it's really gross she's like slowly slices it she gets her in the arm um, and she's stuck in like a really small space but eventually Mia like punches through the wooden wall and gets out so she's outside and she's in the blood rain and she starts to hide underneath her car and then this creepy woman is like limping over and Mia keeps trying to pull the chainsaw and eventually she gets it to work and she saws the legs off this woman. Um, this woman falls to the ground though and then she lifts the car and flips it over onto Mia and Mia mostly gets out except for her hand gets stuck under the car. And as she's like, Mia's stuck, this woman, this creature is crawling towards her um, and the chainsaw is like just out of reach. Um, and this, the creature says to her, you're going to die here, you pathetic junkie. And Mia's like, I've had about enough of this shit. And she starts to pull her friggin' arm out. Um, and it's like tearing and there's like tendons and it's so gross. It's like stringy. She eventually rips it out. So she has no hand. Um, and this is just like the original. Oh, it didn't happen like the original, but, um, Ash also loses a hand in the original and his weapon of choice is the chainsaw so the ending is is very much like the original um so the thing continues to crawl towards her and she's like i'll feast on your soul um and then mia's like feast on this you motherfucker and she puts the chainsaw right through 
the creature's head and there's so much blood and she's just chainsawing it for so long and Mia is screaming um, and it just slices the head right in half um, and then it falls to the ground and starts to sink back into the earth and she's like go to go back to hell bitch and then um, the blood rain stops she picks up the necklace again that her brother gave her um, and we see it's all bloody um, we see her all bloody standing in front of the burning cabin. So the cabin's just completely up in flames and the sun is coming out and she just starts walking away. So it ends with zooming back on the book and the pages flip, um, flip, 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 flip. And then the cover closes and we get one last jump scare where music cue really loud and it says evil dead over the screen. And that's how it ends. My final thoughts on the remake of The Evil Dead are that um, I, of course, love this movie. That's why I chose it. Um, it's so scary. It's so dark. Um, I do really like the, the original, um, the first one and the second one. The second one um, does like a pretty full recap of the first one. It's kind of confusing when you first watch it, um, but both of them are really good, but they're definitely more goofy. So if you're in the mood for like an actual legit scary horror movie, I'd say the remake is what is like the one for you, but um, the original such a classic so funny um so yeah check them both out if you haven't seen either of them and thanks for listening